Good morning, people. What a wonderful morning it is here in an undisclosed location somewhere near Detroit, Michigan. I'm your host, Adam, and this, of course, if you already know, is the end. Welcome. You've reached the end with your host, me, Adam. So I wanted to do a little solo episode today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that three-part series with John. I did, definitely, and I think um, having more Frank episodes like that uh, is definitely where this podcast is going to go. I'm sorry for some of you that felt that it may have been a little bit of a downer. Some of his content, some of his stories may have been a little, you know, we try to make light of things here, and some of what he was talking about was just simply, you know, things that you should just take as they are instead of, you know, try to interpret it in any other kind of way. So, you know, if that content isn't for you and, and those episodes may have ruffled your feathers, uh, I do apologize for that. But, you know, we try to um, experiment with new content here. And I personally think that John's story, which we didn't even, by the way, we didn't even scratch. I mean, that three part was nothing. I mean, we, we could do a 10 part series on John. Um, and uh, and still and still kind of only be halfway there, but for me that was um, a really um, just a harrowing journey, and it's something that I love to hear about and the inner strength that people have. And I know John is a listener of this podcast, so peace to you, John, for staying strong in in such a turbulent life that you've lived. It's truly, truly a testament to the human will, and uh, that I think was the main reason why I find a John and people like him so interesting is because they are testaments to the strength that we all have within us because we're all human. So I guess that's where I um, am landing today is finding strength and hoping hoping that I can help you guys find strength today. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to turn this into a religious podcast. I won't become T.D. Jakes in a year, or maybe I will. I don't. I don't know. I mean. Hey, whoever's whoever's paying the fastest, I will uh, sing however many hymns you want me to sing. But anyways, enough jokes. No, I want to talk about finding strength today, um, where people find that, because I think it's a good follow-up to what was sort of talked about with John and the sort of struggles, either his everyday struggles in Luanda, Africa, or his struggles growing up in Paris and in Belgium, you know, where did he find the strength to keep going every day? You know, where did he find the strength to get up, take a shower, brush your teeth, get outside when the world very, very, like, specifically was against him? Like, not in any ethereal, non-specific way, but like, literally, the world he lived in did not want him in that world. So, you got to think about it. Like, what can bring someone to continue to try when you have that much against you? And I guess that's what's been on my brain recently is like I've got not too many, not like, you know, world earth shattering problems or anything like that. You know, I've got typical growing pains of becoming from going to being a young adult to being an adult. Um, you know, there's things that I want to leave behind in my past and there's things that I want to, you know, grow into in my future. But, um, you know, and I am walking around while I'm doing this, so if my voice sounds a little bit different, it's because uh, I'm, I'm up, I'm standing up. But uh, no, um, there's a lot of things I want to do in my future, and there's a lot of things that I do want to change about my behavior and, and my just my life. And I think what it really comes down to is am I strong enough to do it? It's like it's one thing to want it, right? And it's one thing to acknowledge that it needs to happen, 
but do you have the strength? And that is sort of the question now that I'm posing to myself and to others. You know, if you have these things in your in your life that you want to change or these situations that you want to get out of um, or at least just make uh, more favorable to you, like, are you going to pull that strength out of your body? The same strength that John had to, you know, uh, get up and go to a work, uh, go to work at a job that he hated every day in, in Luanda, Africa. That same strength that, um, you know, so many other guests on my podcast have had when they've hit serious tribulation. You know, are you going to pull from that same place that they pull from to get what you need to get done to do the things that you need to do? And um, I'm I'm asking myself that I'm asking my listeners that, and uh, I just wanted to pose that question to you guys this morning. Um, I wanted to release this one fairly early, give you guys something to listen to on a, what day is it? What day is it? Tuesday? Yeah, give you something to listen to on a Tuesday. And uh, really just try to keep that question in your mind. How do you keep yourself strong? What makes you strong? And, you know, what do you do with that strength? And uh, what is strength? What is that? What am I talking about? I personally define strength as the ability to adapt adaptability to me equals strength so if it's cold outside and i can deal with the cold to get somewhere to a warmer climate that's a certain kind of strength right i had to adapt to the weather i had to find a fucking coat or whatever and figure it out so i could get to a warmer place you know that's a kind of strength um that's a kind of adaptability rather and I used to think that I had a lot of strength like that because I was so adaptable. You know, I, I moved to many different cities, lived in many different places, met many different people. If you've listened to this podcast, that's literally all I've ever talked about is all the things that have happened to me between ages 21 to 24. And then I abruptly, you know, start my reflection period, which began at 25 of just that, you know, whirlwind of life that I was living. Um, and I used to think that that was somehow, somehow a strength, like, wow, look at all the different things that I did in that short period of time. And like, you know, I still came out of it fine and I got all these great experiences and blah, 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 and uh, yada, yada, yada. But now I'm, I'm in a different place. Now I'm in the Midwest. Um, the party's over, you know, adult life has began, has began. And now I'm being tasked with the hardest job or the hardest thing that I've ever been tasked with, which is to find the strength to become a a version of myself that I could not have foreseen when I was 15 or 16, become that adult version of myself that I, that my younger version, you know, wasn't even capable of knowing about yet because I was so young and dumb and full of cum rather for lack of a term. But I think now looking forward, it is sort of becoming my primary task to find the strength to make this this world that I'm in now, which is not the world that I was in a year ago, is not the world I was in two years ago, and it certainly wasn't the world I was in three years ago, but to make this world my current world and to make it as flourished and as loved and as um, you know, filled with good memories as the old worlds that I lived in. And I think that's what the strength for me is going to is, is going to be exerted on is crafting a life in this place and really realizing that like it doesn't matter particularly i mean of course some things matter like the winters here are fucking horrible but 
it doesn't quite matter where I am geographically in this country. My inner self is the thing that will always sort of define my state of being. And I think that's what like the easiest thing to realize. But if you're somebody like me who has moved so much, you can fool yourself very easily into saying, well, if I was just over there, things would be better. Or if I just moved over here closer to my friends, things would be better. Or if I just, but no, it's you, you're, that you're, wherever you are, if you've got running water, if you've got something like a blessing, like a family that I do that lives close to me, or if you've got, you know, just the basics of being able, you know, a good, another again, another great blessing for me is I've got a, a great job, a good consistent job. Like, if I have those things, then I should be able to live anywhere and make it work. It doesn't need to be any other city. So if I keep finding myself being like, oh, well, there's something wrong with Michigan, there's something wrong with Michigan, where all my needs are met, I've got a good job that could turn into a great career, I've, I'm doing this podcast, I see, you know, a good amount of people every once in a while, especially as things get to thaw out, like, you know, you get out, you experience things, you see the world, you know, that's slowly starting to happen gradually, you know, and I, and I knew that it would take about this amount of time for me to start feeling this way, but like, if I have all of those things, then this should work, and if it's not working, then it's not a Michigan problem. It's a me problem. So with that realization, I've now decided that I have to, before I even think about, you know, does Michigan work or am I going to stay here forever? Or is this the right place for me or any of that? I need to think, am I in the right place for me? Am I doing the right things that are going to help me be the person that I want to be? Because once I figure that out, where I want to live is kind of a moot point because, you know, I can take my good self with me anywhere and make a good world and make a good life. So, um, you know, take with that what you will. Uh, some of my listeners, you know, know that this has uh, been a kind of a, a sort of a whirlwind of the past couple of months. Hell of a start of a year. I'll tell you that much. It's already 2022 and way more has happened to me in, in these past, you know, three months than most, aside from one caveat, than most of 2021. So, um, you know, give it up to 2022 for really uh, kicking down the dough and uh, starting off strong um, because I've had a ton of experience packed into just three, you know, two and a half short ass months. And it's been exhausting. And, you know, you've heard some of the stories on this podcast and some of them I haven't told just out of respect for the people involved and out of respect for myself, too. You know, there's just certain things that, you know, that you can learn from and are good for a story. And then there are other things that you just kind of <laughs> you, you shake it off and you walk it off and you just don't fucking talk about it. So there will definitely never be um, certain episodes that will be published on this po podcast. And I think that can um, sort of. Um, be the uh, just the, the the ongoing boundary that I create with this show because I, I do think this does need to be said and put on air. What I do for this show, and the way I tell stories, and the way that I interview my guests, and the way that I frame the realities that I've lived in, it was purely meant to be a satirical, comedic version of that, with the occasional insight into lessons that could have been learned from those moments or those stories. They were never meant to aggrandize my life in any way. My life is not grand. Um, there have been grand moments and I've done grand things, but 
it isn't this podcast was never meant to be a celebration of um me or a celebration of how cool i am or look at all the girls i've dated or this was a really a, an experiment for myself a creative experiment to help myself understand what a one-man show with me would look like, what what I'd want to talk about, like what would bring me to the microphone. And I've seen that self-help has definitely been the number one thing that brings me to the microphone. Um, and and also, too, it was I lived, a, at least I felt at the time, I lived a pretty unique life that I thought was worth sharing a few stories about. Um, but I feel as though sometimes some of my longer listeners can get the feeling or get the idea that I'm being overly cavalier with, you know, very serious topics. Um, and, uh, and I think I, t- I we, we touched on that with the John episode, but I, I wanted to kind of give it, give it some more life here too, that, you know, n- none of these things are, uh, you know, partying or over drinking or, um, you know, doing reckless things in general. Um, none of those things are fun or should to be, are to be, are to be encouraged. Um, you know, we all have our times in college, and there are a lot of episodes about that because that was because I went to college in fucking New Orleans. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have some good stories, but you know, as we get older, right? Like, those are things that are just pure, purely embarrassing and childlike. So, um, there really won't be any more of those stories, or really any more aggrandizement of that kind of behavior on this podcast. We're really gonna be shifting our focus to self improvement, how we can help one another. Um, find strength every day and how we can really just start to move into for all my you know 26 27 year olds out there how do we take this next step let's all work on it together like you know there's many of us that are getting ready to own homes are getting ready to get married are getting ready to have children and that's such a beautiful incredible thing incredible thing like people that you knew that you played fucking kickball with are now like adult adults at Costco buying diapers for their kids. It really does like prove to you a certain, there's a certain um, beauty in humanity uh, that is proven when you see that kind of cycle complete itself. Like when you watch somebody grow up, not watch them like creepily, but, and we all have Facebook, right? So I can say this, like, you know, you see someone go through their awkward teenage years, and then they're in college, and then they meet someone, and then you see that they're kind of with that person for a while, then you see they're living together, and then bam, they get married, and then all of a sudden, what, they're waiting for their first kid? Like, you watch this sort of, you know, um, timeline of someone's life go by in this very short amount of time, like f- five to six years, this kind of stuff started happening. And um, for those of us that aren't doing that, like me, I mean, I, I wasn't planning on getting married and having a house or having children. Um, anytime soon, you know, in my life plan, when I, you know, got out, especially when I got out into the real world, I was never really looking for a wife or looking to settle down. And I don't plan on changing that, um, to be honest, you know, I I definitely um, enjoy companionship. And I enjoy having a good time with someone and, you know, being there for them as a, you know, as a, as exactly what I said, as a companion, and someone that they can count on, you know, I'm, I'm definitely open to that. But when it comes to, you know, sort of, uh, any kind of priming for marriage or children, I think that's sort of a, a, a conversation to have much later. I think at this point, because there's so much turbulence in people's lives, that to enter into any kind of engagement with, with the expectation that this is this may be the person that I'm going to marry, I think is a uh, just it, it's um 
it's such a tall order, it's almost inconsiderate to the other person because you have no idea, you know, who that other person might turn into in 12 months or in a year because of how fast we're all growing and changing at this particular time. So you kind of just have to, and this is me talking to myself, you kind of have to just take people at they as at where they are. Obviously, if they're stumbling drug addicts, don't take them at that point. But if, you know, let's say they're a couple years in recovery or whatever, like, you know, everybody comes with their scars. I just use that as an example. Um, you know, those are those not necessarily that they need to be, you know, deal makers or deal breakers. But those are the kinds of people that we're going to run into is, is my point. Like we, we've all lived versions of the same life that I talk about on this podcast. I think if you're listening to this and this is a show that's drawn you in, it's because you've got your own, you know, battle scars that you carry with you. And I think it's just uh, right that we treat each other with a little bit more uh, understanding of that, you know, um, a little bit more understanding of the fact that we're, we're all coming with our own baggage, we're all coming with our own bullshit. And we have to help each other unpack it first, you know, it's the equivalent of, you know, you're moving into a new space with someone, but this is just a bunch of shit that you have to clear out of that space first before you can even move in. That's what, uh, you know, a relationship in 2020, in the 2020s, uh, is like, at least that's what it's like for me. There's very little, very little, uh, instances where I've met, um, of someone else that's just got a clear room of their life, that nothing needs to get moved out, that I can just move right in, we can start, and everything is fine. That's not where we are anymore. We all have had crazy relationships. We've all had a crazy ex-girlfriend, crazy ex-boyfriend. We've all got baggage, something bad happened to us one night. You know, all that stuff, all that stuff, which I'm not, again, trying to trivialize or make it, like, funny or anything like that. I'm just saying that if we are going to connect and if we are going to, really um understand each other you know understand each other in a in a way that produces empathy that we have to be kinder and gentler to one another when it comes to whatever you know wherever they're at in life at this particular age uh because it is you know it's been it's been a crazy fucking last 10 years guys it's been a crazy motherfucking last 10 years and for all of us that grew up in these last 10 years, I mean, God bless you if you still have your head on your shoulders and God bless you if you're still, you know, doing the things you need to do and being where you need to be and not getting in trouble and not fucking around. Like you're one of the few, the proud and the brave, because a lot of people took L's in these past 10 years. I'm one of them. I haven't taken the worst L's. I haven't taken, you know, I, God forbid, I hope I don't take the worst L's. But I've taken some L's and I have a lot of people that have too. And we've got to just forgive, not forgive one another because we're not the reason why we, the other person had took the L. But we need to be cognizant of the, you know, the fragility of our particular, of our, of our particular generation. There is a fragility here that we're not recognizing. Um, and I feel it when I'm out, when I'm talking to people. Um, and you see that they're right on the edge they're right that like especially in not, I'm not being misogynistic at all but with women you can see it a lot easier than you can see it with men I think it's just because women are a lot more emotionally uh, most of the time a lot more emotionally responsive and available so you can kind of read them a little bit easier but a lot of girls like you'll be at clubs or parties or bars and you'll just kind of look at them and I'm like you're like a day away from a real serious mental breakdown you're like 45 hours away 
from like something really fucking like you really fucking are about to flip out on somebody. And, you know, maybe it's because of the inebriation that makes people look like that. But, you know, you go out to coffee shops during the day and you see it on people's faces there, too. You know, you'll see someone working on their laptop with just this incredible look of frustration and stress. And they're a young person. They've got like three books open and they're studying for some exam that they're paying five hundred thousand dollars for. And you ask yourself, like, have they thought anything about like where this stops? Like, where does this, you know, where does this frustration and, and anger and oh we're just you know we're gonna you're gonna get that promotion you're gonna get that masters you're gonna get that next thing when does that become enough when does the grind the rat race end and when does your actual life begin because i see a lot of people not really living their actual lives rather just living through their careers and kind of being that which is fine if you love your career there are people genuinely people that i've met who are like in love with their careers and it is what defines them and that's like awesome like i'm jealous of people like that uh but that's not most people that's like no one that's like two percent of people so most people are sort of wearing a facade of themselves um for their job uh just to get through the day and are expected to do that until nobody knows when they're gonna have to stop doing that and I look at, you know, not to get too dark here, but like, you know, older people, people that are still working that are in their 70s and, you know, and you're like, huh, so this doesn't end. You're still going to be on your feet doing something at some, you know, there and, and there, there's goodness to that. There really is. You know, my, my father's retired. He still does architectural projects because, I you know, I genuinely think he enjoys the process. So there's things you should do in your older age, but standing up at a grocery store and working out uh, you know um a nine to five is not what you should be doing after 65 and um i don't know how i got here but i think just talking about generationally you know we're trying to set ourselves up so that we don't have to work for our whole lives meanwhile we're spending our whole lives working so that we don't have to work for our whole lives <laughs> but uh I think I'm going to stop there because I'm about to get really dark. and I didn't want to do that this episode. I wanted this to be a good, good episode for all of us, um, including myself. But I'm going to stop here. We think we're at, what are we at here? Um, we're almost at, I'll do a couple more minutes. I'll do a couple more minutes. Let's try to make it nice. Let's try to make it positive. Um, so things to do in the morning that will change your life forever. Uh, these are tips, secrets, tricks. You've never heard these before, but you're about to hear them here first. All right. Tip number one. When you get up in the morning, you literally announce to yourself, you put your two feet on the ground and you announce to yourself that today is going to be a good day. You say it out loud. Yeah, that's stupid, right? Because who knows? You get in a car crash that day and die. You know what you just did, though? You just made sure that even if something bad happened, your intention was for you to have a good day. So everything else that happens after that is outside of your control. But the thing that you could control, you did something about. You said... I'm going to have a good day today. First thing you do. Second thing you do. And I'm going to sound like Jordan Peterson. God damn it. I hate this. I hate that he said it first, but it's true. Fucking make your bed. You can get back in it later. I do that all the time. I mean, who gives a fuck? But when you first get up, like when you're first getting up to start your day, make your bed. Um, it's a psychological thing. It starts to move your brain and get your body to realize that sleep time is over wake up time is now 
um that's the only reason why i would say make your bed it's not it's not gonna make you a man it's not gonna fucking grow hair on your testicles it's literally a psychological process to help you sort of regiment and wake up and prepare your day then you know go do yourself grooming whatever it is for you if you like take showers in the morning if you like take showers at night whatever you know uh take uh you know brush your teeth wash your face all that stuff take some vitamins take some vitamins guys i promise i promise um vitamin c and vitamin d every day and you're not gonna feel anything it's not like it's gonna uh, i'm not gonna be like oh yeah you're No, you're just going to be healthier. You're not going to get fucking high, dude. But you're going to be healthier. Your body's going to respond better to things. So that's where you're trying to get yourself. You're not trying to uh, get yourself to just, oh, I'm going to feel good all the time. Like, no, you're going to feel shitty. Shitty things are going to happen. People are going to fuck you over. Life is going to suck in those ways. However, internally, there are things you can do to regulate. Uh, Another thing, um, if you're into fruits, a banana in the morning great idea. Second thing, people aren't going to like me for this one. You're not going to like this. You're not going to like this one. Skip the coffee. Skip the coffee. If you want something for a pick-me-up, drink like an Ashwanga tea, um, drink like a green tea, uh, but no fucking espresso machine bullshit. That's the stuff that sets you up for an anxiety, you know, stressed out early morning that you don't need. Um, you you will not you will not take this uh, as a bad note. Trust me. If you change this about your morning, like if you're one of those heavy coffee drinkers and you're always just redlining it, white knuckling it through your day, and you can't figure out why you're always just fucking on edge, and you know it's because the caffeine, but like it can't be that bad, right? No, it is that bad. It's a literal drug, and you're drinking it every single day, probably multiple times a day. So. Um, if you are going to drink caffeine, drink it through green tea. It's less and it's just the way it hits your body, I feel like is a little bit less narcotic-y. Um, so that is a great way to just sort of start a calm morning for yourself. Just the, the process of making tea too is there's something calming about it. The, seeing the, the uh, bubbles bubbling up, seeing the water get hot enough, steeping the coffee, putting honey in it. You know, these are the things that take you outside, out of your mind and put you in reality. So uh, when you do that in the morning, um, these are the, the things that can start you off on a really good day. The last thing that I have, and I tried it today, and boy, was it fucking hard, and I don't want to fucking do it. But it did feel good. A short run. A short run. Not a long one. You don't need to be fucking... Um, Joe Rogan and run 7 million miles every morning. Nothing like that. I'm literally talking about around the block just to get your fucking blood moving. If you're somebody like me who works at home and, you know, you struggle to go to the gym, you're already not the most athletic guy in the world. You know, it's been winter for months, been kind of sedentary, sleeping in, you know, sleeping in on the weekends, sitting on my, you know, couch. You need to run. You need to like literally wake, like jolt your body up um, just to feel that endorphin rush. Because like I, I realized one of the reasons why I was feeling so down was because I'd literally not, you know, done anything physical with my body uh, where I'd forced it to only focus on that oh, physical. Ah, cool. oh, shit. That always happens. I'm sorry, guys. Um, we're almost done here. Uh that I've never gotten it to just sit there and focus on a physical activity for, you know, a couple months now, like since the fall, really, since I stopped going to the gym. 
and I was like, oh, that's where that endorphin rush comes from is like the, that extra, that strain of, of working out and then the release of, of you know, recovery while your reco- while your body is recovering. You get this huge rush of endorphins and it's a good little high in the morning if you're just trying to kind of wake yourself up and get in the get in the groove, especially if you're somebody that's got a high intensity job or a job where you really got to get some shit done. <laughs> This is the method. Uh, this is the method to the madness. This will get you to where you want to go. So, um, I think I'm done there. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much topping it up at 30 minutes. So, I'll end with this. Um, for all you guys who actually listened to this entire episode, thank you very much. Um, you can always check me out on my website, www.theendwithadam.com. It's all one word. Uh, and you can always listen to me and watch me on the stream from R Digital. R Digital is a collective that I'm a part of, uh, and we do uh, weekly streams over the weekend. You can follow me on Instagram at a underscore b a a r i. If you want to know more about when those streams pop up, because we do them at different times of the weekends, and you know more information about them in general. So check me out on Instagram. Check out at Bones and Precious on Instagram. Um, in the those would be the two places to uh, see the stream that's, that happens weekly. The stream is uh, visual aids on top of uh, old archived episodes of this podcast. So it's a good way to listen to this podcast, watch some cool stuff that's like kind of visual aids that along with it. And then we have some cool music mixes in between episodes that are uh, DJed by uh, my friend Roddy Ferrer and uh, CJ Treasure, who are both a part of that collective. So if that kind of thing sounds interesting to you, uh, definitely, once again, go on my Instagram, A underscore B-A-A-R-I, to follow me and learn more about when to tune in. Otherwise, thank you, love you, have a good day. Bye-bye.